Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast with your host, Av. So today we're going to be talking about um, how to actually book shows, how to actually go to the venue and basically sell yourself. So with that said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to our favorite application on this podcast. You're going to go to Google Sheets application and you're going to make a spreadsheet. I am the queen of spreadsheets, or you can make a new page on the spreadsheet that you created for your set list. Um, Either one works for me, (laughs) as if I'm in charge of your life. Um, Whatever works for you, if you like docs better, its organization is up to you, but spreadsheets work best for me. And what you're going to do on this spreadsheet, you're going to make a list of venues in your area that you could potentially gig at, okay? Stay away from chains. (laughs) And I know that sounds dumb, but here you are. Here we are, guys. I literally called Chili's when I was 15 and said, hey, (laughs) can I play live music here? And they said, bitch, we're a chain. I don't know what to tell you. They're like, you're going to have to go to corporate for that. So please don't go to chains like I did. Um, (laughs) That's a stupid saying it like saying it like in hindsight. Anyway. Okay, so you're going to make a list of the venues. Then in the next column, you're going to make a list of the contacts or the managers at each venue. So let's say you have a coffee shop named Starbucks, but not. Okay, we're not doing chains. You're going to call that Starbucks in your area and ask for the manager's name. Just like, hi, I was just wondering your manager's name. I have to come in later regarding live music, whatever. And they'll give you the manager's name. Put it in your spreadsheet so that you're prepared when you go so that you don't go there and you're like, hey, can I speak to your manager? Whatever. So you want your venues and you want your contacts. And then in the third column, you're going to write whether or not they've ever had live music. And in my case, when I was little and doing this and in a small town in a suburb in New York we really don't have any venues for live music people don't really do that so it was mostly like just me bringing this up for the first time to them like hey I play live music have you ever like considered that so make your third column and write whether or not they've ever had live music just so you know how to go in with it okay Then what you're going to do is you're going to put together a performance resume, like a creative resume, a general cover letter if you really want to be extra, and your set list, okay? Those are the three things you're going to put together and print out a few times and put them in manila folders. Um, You could also put in a business card if you have it. That would be really, really great. Um, I didn't get into this until I was like a year into gigging, but it helps to have so that you have them for later at the gigs when people are asking you about you, you could hand them out. Okay. So you're going to have your spreadsheet online and then you're also going to have your manila folder that you're going to bring with you to book gigs. So do your research on your venues, make that list, go to the venues that have had live music in the past first. Okay. You'll probably get more responses at those first. Then try the venues that haven't. Take a day to drive around and hit all of these places And here's what your script is going to sound like, okay? Because I had to rehearse this. Sorry. I had to rehearse this every time in the car before I went in. Hello, may I speak to a manager or the name of the manager? I'm a local musician and I was wondering if the bar or restaurant, so the name of the bar or restaurant, is interested in live music. That's all you have to say. 
In a perfect world, the manager will come out and you'll get the opportunity to sell yourself, okay? This is important. You need to be intentional and it takes practice, okay? It took me a while to find a balance between being confident and modest as well as like cheerful and serious, you know? Like you have to strike a balance between both so that people take you seriously but also don't think you're mean. (laughs) So here are some lines to keep in your pocket. Essentially, I provide live music for local venues and community events. I play an acoustic set by myself. I bring in a crowd, that's in bold, guys, and entertain your customers while they eat. From there, you have to brag about the amount of people you'll bring in because this is a service for them, you know? Again, like, yes, this gig is for you, but it is for them and it's for their customers. It's for the business, you know what I'm trying to say? So... Really make sure that you tell them I can bring a crowd. Um, I have a bunch of family friends that want to start coming to my gigs and they're all going to, you know, invite their friends and it'll be a win-win for both of us. Make sure you're offering it like a favor to them. Like you're doing them a service, not, hi, I want to play my music at your venue. Can I? Like they're going to be like, so what? No. Like, (laughs) okay. And here's the hard part. Pay. Don't be afraid to ask for about 15 an hour that's minimum wage, at least in New York. I mean, you can kind of be the judge on that based on where you live and what, if you think that's too much or if you think that's too little, whatever. If you're in a city, like if you're in a big city, I would charge more than that, 100%. But if you're in like a small town like I am, I did 15 an hour at first. As I began to establish credibility for myself and I was getting around to all the different venues, I upped my prices to 30 an hour. And if you think about it, 30 an hour, if you do two hours, is not a lot of money for like the restaurant to put out. Like that might be a lot of money to you, like asking for 30 an hour, but like to them, what? That's like $60. They don't care. They're like, sure, bring us customers. We're going to make like triple that or whatever on just one person that you bring in. You know what I'm trying to say? So don't be afraid to like be bold about it and they could always negotiate with you, whatever. Um, here's how you say this without coming across rude. So you say, so past venues like yours have paid me around 20 an hour and allowed me to put out a tip jar. I normally charge about that and I play a three hour set. Usually I create flyers to hang around the venue and town as well as major social media promotion. Once you, once they realize that you're doing free advertising for them as well, they're that much more likely to be like, sure, 30 an hour. I mean, not only is this girl bringing in people, but she's telling everyone about our place. Fabulous. So think about that in that sense, like $60 to them for free advertising, like 20 more customers on a Friday night or a Thursday night and live music, you know, something to bring random strangers into that's worth it to them. So once you've established that you'll bring them customers, they're willing to pay you decently. You know, be confident, be optimistic, and eager to do the restaurant a favor. Okay, so now that we've gone through kind of the script and actually booking the gigs, you need to be on top of your spreadsheet. (laughs) I hate being like this because it sounds so nerdy and annoying and like you're probably thinking like, oh my God, creative stuff does not need to be like that. I promise the organization is going to help you later. I've been complimented by several people who are on my team now that I'm super organized and it helps them immensely. 
because obviously when you start to bring people on to help you, they don't know where everything is. They don't know what's going through your mind. But once you've really organized everything, you put everything down on paper, it's all in files, like you're set, you're doing well and everyone can keep up and just jump right in. So get to your spreadsheet and keep track of all the venues that said yes and how much they agreed on paying you. Put it down because God forbid later on they're like, oh, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I literally wrote it down. I can show you the edit history on my spreadsheet. No. So keep keep track of all of that. And then after your gigs, write down how much you made in both like payment and tips. Keeping track of this is going to be good for you later on when you're budgeting for new equipment or you're deciding which venues are really not doing anything for you anymore. You know what I mean? Um, it's going to be important to keep track of all this. And also, it's just fun to like look at how much money you've made doing this. I remember like looking at it senior year because I had done it since I was freshman. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool that I got to do what I loved every single weekend for my entire high school career and make that much money doing it. Like that's so, so cool. And... I'm really proud of myself. Like, it was just like a pride moment. I was like, good for you, dude. Like, that's really good. And you also get to see kind of like the analytics. Like, some venues have are higher end and have wealthier customers. And so you're noticing that you make $100 more in more tips. Like, interesting to learn about, you know? Um, maybe that's just a me thing and I'm nerdy. I don't know. But, okay, so that's basically booking gigs. I mean... If you're living in a music city, it's going to be a lot different. Um, I know that in Nashville, when I'm making my spreadsheet of venues, I mean, all of them do live music. It's a matter of like how much credibility you need to be able to play at those. So it's definitely a different ballgame and I'll do a different episode on that. But this episode was kind of for people who are doing this on their own independently, are living in smaller towns that don't have live music all the time 24 7 like Nashville or LA or Atlanta you know so thank you guys so much for listening today and I will see you guys in the next episode